Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil, episode 19. We have Marianne on the mic with us, and she has majored in sociology with a minor in women's ethnic studies with a focus on identity. Today we're going to talk about identity changes of the divorced person. Welcome, Marianne. Thank you for coming to the podcast. I know you're excited to be I'm here. Very oh, excited. yeah. So, you are divorced? Yes, I am. Okay, you've been divorced how long? I have been divorced since uh, 2012, so I'm coming up on six years. Okay. So, what's your take on the divorced person with their identity? What was your version? What was your your relationship? Well, when you're married, um, you're, you're part of, um, I mean, you're Mrs. So-and-so. And that's who you are. You're a mother. You're a wife. That's who you are. That's who, who you introduce yourself as. And then when, when you divorce, then, then you are, then who are you? You know, it's, it's, then you just, you're no longer Mrs. So-and-so. I'm just Marianne. Just Marianne. Just Marianne. Let's take a step back. Let's, okay. let's define the, the realms of identity. Let's the, give our listeners what is an identity. Well, the identity is, um, it, is how we understand ourselves and how we understand ourselves in society and how other people look at us. So it's a relationship factor. Relationship as opposed to us identifying with ourselves, but there are our relationship with our society. Or maybe a little bit of both. Well, I mean, the way that you see yourself doesn't always coincide with how others see you. Okay. I might look at myself and and see myself a certain way, but then depending on my skin color, my gender, things that people can see me, that's how people are going to identify me. That's how people are going to put me in that box. Okay. And how they're going to identify me. So I always say, like, where, you, where we come from, where we are now, and where we want to be in the future. So okay. where we come from is, is where you're born and um, everything that has happened prior. How were you raised? How things you were like raised that. and what society, culture. And then um, where we are now is how we interact with all those variables. And how we interact right here and now will depend on what happens to us in the future. Are we, I mean, are we socially active? Are we inept? Are we, can we function in society? So then apply those three principles to before, during, and after divorce. Because I can see the identity changing with those three principles. Mm-hmm. And if you look at those three eras of divorce. So where we come from, I mean, in my case, I was 19 when I got married. I was born and raised in Sweden. So everything that I brought with me coming to America was was what I had learned in Sweden. Norms, values, and beliefs of Swedish culture. And then I come here. I am married for about 24 years. And everything, and then I am Mrs. So-and-so. But do you incorporate those norms, values into the marriage from Sweden? I did. Okay. I did. But you have to then, I, as I come to America, I also have to take the norms, values, and beliefs of America. And I have to put, I have to put, intertwine those okay. cultures together. And sometimes, depending on, obviously, where I come from, I come from Sweden. And so it's fairly similar to American culture. Not 
all, but um, so it's it's fairly easy. And then um, you just you do your best. You do your best to fit in because you want to belong. You want to belong to the society that you live in. And then so where I am now, who I am right now, my identity is everything that has happened to me in the past. Including the divorce. Including the divorce. Everything, everything that has happened. I mean, um, um, how, how the marriage went, and I mean, going through a divorce. Yeah, everything. And the future? And, the, and then, well, then where we are now, obviously I have to, who I am now, I have to, I have to incorporate in social interaction. And so if the things from, from the past didn't go so well, then social interaction will be harder for me. In the future? And the future will then depend. If I'm not socially interacting right here now, I can alienate myself or I can be alienated by society because I could be, quote-unquote, weird. So they're all three related. They're all basically. three related. You can't have one without the other. No. And they go in succession. Yeah. Yeah. So what changes or what kind of changes have you experienced going through your divorce with your identity. You were talking about being Mrs. So-and-so, mother, wife, and then now with your daughter grown, you know, it's a little different. Where well, you have the hierarchy. Here in the United States, you have a, hi- a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So let's say I was married to a white man. So I was fairly high on the ladder. I'm a white woman, so I'm, I was fairly high on the ladder. I was married, so you have... You have status, you have class, um, you have race, and so you're fairly high on the ladder. And when I divorced, because I remember my friend's husband said to me, um, we were talking about something, and he said, I don't take advice from a divorced woman. So, I mean, so that tells me that he had brought me down. In his eyes. In his eyes. Okay. And I don't know... I mean, if that's society, some people in society just look at the divorced woman as as lesser because I don't have a man anymore. Or maybe there's a perception of failure. Exactly. In his eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then so you feel that yourself then too. You feel like oh, I'm a failure. You know. If you take that. You part. If of, you take that on. Yeah. And you're part of statistics. You know. Of div- divorced statistics. I mean, because you never get married thinking that you're going to divorce. Yep. You always think that, you know, I can do this. And then. Well, that kind of transitions into labeling. Mm-hmm. Labeling. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it, explain labeling. Well, I mean, the, there's so many things. I mean, how do you look at uh, how do you look at somebody who's a divorced, a divorced woman? Um, the labels are. Uh, I mean, the labels could be bitchy. I mean, I, I can't. Mean. I can't take care of myself because yep. I'm a woman. I can't change a light bulb. I can't. I, I am helpless. Yeah. And and it's that's that's the the stigmatizing the stigma. The, 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 the stigma. And um, I mean, if I if I go buy a car, 
I mean, the salesperson might, you know. Look at you a little different than a divorced man. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he can probably trick me into buying a car that I don't need, he thinks. That's the stigma. That's yeah. the, the labeling that I'm helpless. Um, which I don't see myself as that. So, again, the identity, I don't see myself as helpless. But part of society could look at me as helpless. What are some of the things that women can do out there not to appear helpless? I think... To be perfectly honest, I think most women um, are very strong. I think when they go through divorce, I think what what brings what sets them back is that identity of being Mrs. So and So, and so they feel, and with the stigma of helplessness, um, I think some people go with that. And they, then they just, they just feel what society wants them to feel. feel. Instead of taking that identity and say, "Hey, I, I am all me. Mm-hmm. I, this is my new identity, and mm-hmm. let's go with it." Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's not. Maybe it's almost like taking a back seat instead of taking a front seat. Yeah, you, you know, you yeah. you get divorced, you're traumatized, of course. You go through the healing and the pain, and and it's almost like you sit in the back seat. Whenever things happen to you, instead of sitting in the front seat and driving where you want to go, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think most, I think most, I mean, it's not. Maybe it's not that you get a new identity. It's kind of like like you're adding to your identity or reinventing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're adding because you're always everything that has happened in the past is going to be there. It's going to be who you are, and I would say. Take everything from the past, good and bad, and and maybe what you say, reinvent yourself and use it as a positive. Use it as something. So spin it. So take all the mm-hmm. pain and the hurt and spin it into something positive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And there's some guys out there that kind of lose their, their identity, too, when they get divorced. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they um, they can go through things like, I'm a failure, this didn't work. This is all my fault. And, you know, that blame game can really take you down mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. You know, when you get to that low, low point. Yeah. And as with women, you know, you got to be in that front seat. Yeah. And take control of your future. Because when you get divorced, you're the only one to control your future. You got to be able to sit in that Absolutely. front seat. Absolutely. You have no control over the other. Yeah. You have no, the only control you have is over yourself. And you can, you can look at it to kind of take the high road and look at it positive. I mean, I think I, my divorce was, I mean, it was, it was easy, but it's always hurtful. You're always sad. Um, I mean, I, when you divorce. Let's talk about kids, mm-hmm. kids and identity. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, well, like in my, in my daughter's case, um, her identity, I mean, she was kind of hard to speak for her, <laughs> but I think being a foreigner, I always pushed my culture on her, mm-hmm. and I wanted her to be who I, who I was, or who, who, and I wanted her to be, I wanted her to like, Swedish. be like you, yeah, but yep. she's not, she's, she's American, and so she was about, she was 18 when, uh, when I divorced, and so she was really finding herself, she wanted to find herself, and, so, and she has done a really good job. 
finding herself, but it's, it, it took a good five years. She took the before, the during, and worked into the future. Of those three levels you talked about. Yeah, earlier. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she she. I mean, and and she's only twenty five, and I think I think she has done a really good job by looking in the past and picking up bits and pieces, and then she has interacted um, as well as she could, and now she's 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 going with it. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> what about going from a couple to single? You know, you do things as a couple. One of my um, podcasts, the I think it was Brenda, she talked about learning to do things by herself, mm-hmm. learning to go places by herself, going to the movies, going to dinner, and and not being afraid to. Those are those are huge steps sometimes. Yeah, I personally have never been, um, I've never really been afraid of doing things on my own. Having been married to a military yeah. man, um, I was, af- I mean, I was. He was always gone. I was always gone. I mean, I had to. I mean, there were so many things that I did on my own. I think the only thing I don't really do did I, that I never did was to go out and eat by myself, which I still don't. You were probably busy with a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's um, it's interesting. By far. Mm-hmm. So I talked to you earlier about my that I hang around a bunch of guys and girls that are divorced, and that's become a part of my identity my present identity. Mm-hmm. And I don't say, hey, I'm David Webb, uh, a divorced man. I just say I'm David. That's part of my identity, but it's not a spoken identity. That makes sense? So if you go into a group and you and you uh, introduce yourself. I'm the David, yeah. You're just David? Yeah, don't, I'll say I'm the divorced guy. So what do you want people to know about you? Uh, that I'm David. That's- it depends on the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go into a group you don't know, the last thing you're going to do is wear that badge. And it is a badge. Mm-hmm. You know, you wear that divorce badge. Mm-hmm. And and I think I relate identity to a bunch of badges on you. Mm-hmm. Tall, mm-hmm. Uh, mean, uh, likable, all those badges on you. So you don't want to show everybody all those badges at once. Mm-hmm. Like the first time you meet them. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to show them maybe, hey, here's, a, here's my badge of courage. Mm-hmm. Here's my badge of being a black man. Here's my badge of being nice. But you don't want to just throw all the badges out at once. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is, too, that sometimes society does not let you be who you want to be because of, of various um, values and beliefs you have in society. Society sometimes do not always allow you to be who you want to be. Or accept you the way you want to be. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you want to be, um, I mean, if you are a woman and you want to be a, a firefighter, that might not always be okay. And because so you, of the societal pressures mm-hmm. and sti- stigma, mm-hmm. pressures, mm-hmm. Uh, the way it's always been, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And some, I'm sure some people who divorce, they do not want to be divorced. But they have to wear that badge. But but they have to take that badge and wear it proudly because you've got to mm-hmm. move on. Yeah. 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 It is what it is. Yeah. 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 That badge will always be there. Yeah. So what are some of the ways you can you can spend that badge and use it for good? That's a good question. Uh, accept it. I mean, accept it and... and, and and see the positive in who you can be. 
I mean, maybe look sometimes at your at your marriage and see who who could I not be. Like when I was when I was married, I didn't. I always wanted to go to school. It's not that I was not allowed to go to school, but I felt that my responsibilities were at home. So I, I, I didn't focus on going to school. And having gone to school now, it's I should have done this a lot earlier. And that's I could have been. I could have been someone else with a degree. With a degree, yeah. A divorced woman with a degree already. Yeah. That badge, that one badge would have been bigger. Yeah. That one education badge would have been on you. Yeah. Instead of later. Because it's, I was just Mrs. So and so. I could have been um, Mrs. So and so um, FBI agent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, like this, you know, once once you go down that road, divorce, you need to realize uh, maybe you have dreams when you were married. Like you said, mm-hmm. your dreams of going to school. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should realize some of those dreams or get mm-hmm. new dreams. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of being, because last thing you want to do, I think, and they talked about this in divorce recovery, is to get divorced and just stay in a rut. Yeah. 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 But you, everything you were when you were married, bring it and and bring it to who you are becoming. Yep. And then and then utilize everything you did as a positive and be proud of it. I was a stay home mom. I was a stay home wife. I did cook and clean, which might not sound so elaborate, but it was it's what I did. And if I didn't do it, then no one else would do it. You know, we're talking about spinning stuff. I have a. Um, Back when I was married, my ex didn't really like me to eat uh, Italian food because it kind of came to my pores and it was a little pungent. But I loved Italian food, but we never would go. After I got divorced, I had Italian food all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah. I even slept with Italian food. (laughs) I'll show her. I'm going to drive with Italian food under my seat. I'm going to sleep with it, wake up to it, brush my teeth with Italian vinegar dressing. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, I think also when you're married or when you divorce, it's it's easy to just look at the other person as the person who always did the 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 bad things. Oh yeah, I got divorced because he or she did this and this and this. I think it's important to take to to always realize and and acknowledge that you were part of that. Like, that's how I look at it. Like, he could very irritate me a lot. But you're a part of it because you let him. Sure, I let him. But yeah. I'm sure that I irritated yeah. him. I'm sure there were yeah. things that I did that... Yeah, you got to be cult- culpable. Mm-hmm. you got to have skin in the game. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's never 100-0. Hardly mm-hmm. ever 100-0. Mm-hmm. You know, you always have skin in the game. Yeah. And uh, one of my good friends tells me all the time, regardless of what relationship you get out of or stay in, you almost have to... Thank no matter how bad it was or good it was, you have to mentally thank that person for showing you what you don't didn't want or what you want. Absolutely. In the next relationship. Absolutely. So it's it's kind of like my dad. He wasn't around very much, but he, he was trying to be the best dad he could. So he taught me to be around for my kids, mm-hmm. and I was I was over the top. I coached everything, Tilly Winks, T Ball, everything. Good for you. It drove me nuts though. 
I was exhausted. <laughs> so you have to, you know, that's, that's another example of taking it and spinning it for mm-hmm. good. So and just you just use it and 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 um, I said this to a friend of mine who's going through a divorce. Just use just use everything you've learned and use it for the positive. Learn learn so where you want to be in the future. You don't want to sit and cry for the rest of your life. You want to just have energy and so use it and 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 bring it to the positive does that make sense yeah 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 because if not you're just going to wallow yeah. you're just going to sit yeah. there and yeah and that's and, and, and you cry. don't want that and that's why it's so important where where we come from all the experiences take those positive how ones we do, how and we do them. them now how we interact with those experiences now will determine future the future. So there's hope. There's absolutely See, hope. all that spins on to, uh, hope. So that mm-hmm. future is pretty much hope. Mm-hmm. That you hope to hope to heal, hope to change, mm-hmm. hope to move on, mm-hmm. um, hope to spend your life with someone else, or, or if not, if that's not your deal, mm-hmm. hope for success, mm-hmm. hope, hope for all that stuff. And never take anything for granted. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just realize that, you know, Good things can come about and bad things can come about. And be prepared for both of them and take it and, and learn. And just don't stay on it. Mm-hmm. Like, like grind on it and grind mm-hmm. and grind and grind. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to thank Marianne for coming by and talking to us about identity and divorce. And we want to thank Suzanne for introducing us. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Suzanne out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she'll like that, huh? <laughs> I, think, I think she'll get a kick out of that. <laughs> and we want everybody out there to be safe, so take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.